A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Crush on a Monday. It's a mini with Noel back in the house. The greatest adventure is on Movie Crush. Sorry, dude, I was listening back to that episode we did where we were talking about The Hobbit. And I just can't, I've got that stuck in my head now and that voice. And you do a kind of quavery voice thing that's sort of like that guy. <laughs> you know what just happened in the car, Noel? No. Uh, Ruby is at art right now. Oh, it's, nice. it's the saddest art camp. It's her and three girls Aww. because of distancing. But these are the only children she's seen mm-hmm. in months and months and months. So it's been kind of great. That's but awesome. um, we were uh, on the way and I was playing, you know, kids, little, little kids like ween. It makes sense. It tracks. I, I was not aware of that. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of their stuff is like very kid friendly. I mean, while also being completely not kid friendly. But musically, it sounds very fun and kid-like. I put on Spinal Man and Jidus, which has that that <laughs> creepy... <Wire> needles <laughs> in my spine, mommy? Well, there's also the little kid voice that layered on top of it. Right. And I didn't want her hearing the main lines, which is, it really hurts, mommy. Am I going to die? Right. Please don't let me die. Yes. So I kept saying, please let me fly. Am I going to fly? And uh, I turned, you know, the song went off, and then she's in the backseat going am i gonna fly mommy please let me fly it's <laughs> like all right oh my garbage parents you're dad of the year you're making a little uh little bad seed kind of situation here chuck that's amazing maybe and she no. also was uh just started singing yellow submarine a song that i have never played for her before out of nowhere and huh. i was like your kid just 
Start singing the Beatles out of nowhere. That's a good sign. <laughs> Where'd you get a hold of Yellow Submarine, I wonder? I don't know. I mean, somebody, they probably played it in uh, art class or That's, something. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. How are you, sir? I'm okay, man. You, I don't know if you can say. I've got a little more background action going on in my stud here. I, I got that I got, orange. I got the mic coming down from on high. I got one of these little yeah. boom arm things. And I got my little, uh, you ever see one of these guys? Yeah, that's, uh, play it, Noel. Anyway, you get the picture. It's a melodica, yeah. and that was the Jurassic Park theme. It's a melodica. For those of you that don't know, it's one of those keyboards. It has a blow tube, and you supply the sound through your morning breath. Exactly. My morning coffee breath. <laughs> uh, not to be shared with others unless you have your own mouthpiece. Um, but yeah, you can't really see it, but I've got like all my stuff. I've got a full drum kit in here now. I've got my little keyboard rig set up over here. i got all my guitars hanging on the Is wall. Is that a laptop, Noel? Uh, or is it a desktop? The what I'm the computer I'm using? Yes. Yeah, it's a laptop, but I have a second monitor up on like up on my little shelf here, and then I got my my new monitor speakers, and I'm set to go, Chuck. I'm ready to rock. Well, my question, Noel, is can you pick up the goddamn laptop? And no, it's tethered. It's tethered, Chuck. It's tethered. What do you mean tethered? Who tethers a laptop? It's got like a, a dongle. It's just going into the sound card. It's going <laughs> in the sound card. It's got the... I don't want to hear about your dongle. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty nice dongle, Chuck. Too early for that. <laughs> Never too early for a dongle, my friend. Is your dongle circumcised? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's uncut. Uncut Jim. Uncut, that's what we call it. Yeah. Old <laughs> Uncut Jim. That's, that's that's my nickname. <laughs> Speaking of which, dude, I, I had a, my dear friend uh, Harry, um, who hadn't seen anybody uh, in, during all this. Had, Are you still talking about your penis? No, this is my dear friend Harry. This is his real name. He's got the best name. He sounds like a villain on a Charles Dickens novel. His name's Harry Grimes. Yeah, and I for shit, sure. I shit you not, but he hadn't talked to, seen a single person in all of this, and. Uh, I got him up here, and he like was telling me how he would go days without speaking, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, that was he, he quarantined for realsies." But That's so interesting, yeah. yeah. Who would you be talking to? Exactly. But he came up here and hung out for a couple of days, and we That's watched. Good. We did a back to back A twenty four anxiety double feature. We did the Lighthouse followed by Uncut Gems, and it wow. was it was a hoot. And you also sat back to back because of totally COVID. exactly. Uh, I want to apologize to everyone about the uh, audio issues I had on last week's episode. I recorded down here with Emily, and I think what happened was it recorded me through the little built-in mic on my recording unit and not my uh, Shure, uh, what are these, SM7Bs? SM7B. And it recorded Emily through her Shure mm. SM7B. So she was very loud and also sniffly because she has allergies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounded like I was in a different room. So, you know, a rare audio glitch where we're doing the best we can. So big apologies. It was a good episode too. So I, I got to say, dude, though, as I listen to other podcasts, which I, to be completely honest, don't that much because of all the <laughs> podcasts that we do, you know, sure. for work, but the audio quality swings wide, my friend, especially during all of this. So yeah. don't beat yourself up over it. A little uh, hiccup like that is to be to be expected from time to time during all this. I appreciate that. People were generally nice, and the people, I mean, no one was mean, but some people were like, I'm sorry, I just couldn't listen to this one. I had to turn it off. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that happens. You do you. 
a new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, so, Noel, I uh, figured we'd do a little gaming corner since we've been uh, talking about games a lot lately. Yeah. I finally started uh, Last of Us 2 last night. Ooh. Emily had a Zoom call with some old friends uh, starting at 8 right after Ruby went to bed. So I was like, I got, and this was a long sort of party call. So, like, yeah. so I got a, a few hours here and uh, it's time to pop it in. It's dark outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I played for about, I played like the first two hours of the game. Nice. 
Have what's, you started it? I, I have not. Uh, what's your uh, What's your early uh, 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 What's the word I'm looking for, Chuck? Uh, early impression of the early game. impression is um, great so far. I mean, you know, it. it uh, I don't want to give anything away, but you know, it's very film and movie like, just like the other one, uh, in that it starts off with a lot of non gameplay stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's just good to sit through and and rewarding. I think that's what makes those stories so rich. Or that story so rich. Uh, it's cool to see Ellie older and, you know, more of, uh, capable. And, um, yeah, that's about all I want to say about it so far. I mean, it looks amazing, of course. I will say this. Having played Dead Red so much lately, the horse, uh, the horse play, <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> word, the horse interaction, or what do you call it, the interface, Yeah, is much, much better in Red Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and once you, if you're going from playing that literally that day to then switching over to this, it feels a little clunkier because mm-hmm. you just don't have as much control on the, over the horse as you want. Uh, Chuck, for the record, spoiler alert, there's a horse. There was a horse in the first one. Was there really? Yeah. I didn't remember the horse. Yeah, there was a horse at some point. Okay. They, they had horses okay. Uh, okay. later in the game. Interesting. But uh, yeah, it. Um, and I hadn't played the first one in so long. It was... It's kind of neat being thrown back into that world after so much Red Dead. All of a sudden, I was back in the Last of Us world, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember why I love this game so much." Yeah, I was a huge fan of the first game. Um, it's I'm I'm really excited to play it. I don't know that I'm going to get to it for a while. I've got a couple of games that I haven't finished on PS4, but I just got myself a Nintendo Switch, the coveted oh, Nintendo yeah. Switch. So I got there, huh? Yeah, it's great, man. It's a really it's a really clever system. Like it's just I don't know, Nintendo's so good at designing like hardware and also like their games are just next level. Like they're just pure fun. So I got yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I already was playing on the Wii U, which I got rid of. Um it's basically the same game, just a little bit remastered and higher definition. So I continued playing that and playing that online a good bit. And then I got this game Super Smash Brothers, uh, where it's basically like a fighting game, but with all the Nintendo characters from throughout time. And, oh, all, wow. and all of the stages are like different stages from like all these classic Nintendo games. And it's not like a regular fighting game where you wear someone's like health down. It's got all these different rules. It's more like a sumo match where you have to knock them out of this ring multiple mm-hmm. times. And I don't know. It's just like it's something about the dynamic and the balance of it is just like super uh, addictive. I've, I've been playing the hell out of that game. And is your daughter, was she super excited when it showed up? Oh, well, she was out of town at the time. Um, and I'm terrible at surprises so i told her it was coming but yeah she's been rocking animal crossing uh which is nice. so not my bag i'm realizing i'm I, I don't know i've got some friends that i really respect that are, that are so into it so i'm gonna give it a shot but it's like you know you make your little house and you make you decorate your island and it's all about just like going with the flow and like you fish in the river and all this and collect apples from the trees and uh she loves it and you can play what you can go visit your friends islands and do stuff together and that's part of the appeal so yeah she's all about it. and she's good at the other games too she's really good at mario kart we can play that together she's getting really good at smash bros so yeah it was a very worthy purchase really love it that's nice i love it um i, I was uh it seems like i have all my most embarrassing moments when emily comes around when i'm playing red dead uh there are these two women uh or at least they were uh, female characters you never know who's playing these characters totally. in real life but uh, in the game there were these two women that just <laughs> were kicking my ass Noel like 
out of nowhere, I was, they were griefing me. I was just doing my thing, doing my hunting operation. And they came up and I did my usual thing, which is I wave and I'm like, hi. And I kind of nod my head. I'm like, friendly guy here. And she came up, Noel, and just fucking tackled me <laughs> and flipped me over and hogtied me oh. and and rode me around on her horse. And then she, I got free. She punched me with her friend. She hogtied me again, left me on the ground. And Emily had just happened to come in there and she's laughing her ass off because you know, when you're hogtied, you can break free. If you hit that button like yeah, 400 times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was oh a my thing. God. I, I, like I said, I haven't played the online component of that, but that that's delightful. And also, why would you put yourself through that? Chuck, didn't you say you, this has happened to you before? Are you okay? Yes. Are you okay? I'm fine. It was an, I had egg on my face. Ugh. It was embarrassing. I was just getting the shit kicked out of me. Yeah. And then I got mad and I, you know, I, I finally got free and was able to kill one of them. And that just made it worse. Then, then they were like obsessed with finding me and hog tying me. <laughs> like I'm not good enough to, I think once you play a long, long time, you'd just want to get more creative in how you, kick the shit out of people yeah that makes sense and it, it's not fun to just like pull out your shotgun so no. they were doing all sorts of creative things that's they were sad, drag, that's like dragging psych- me with a horse <laughs> psychological torture dude that is bonkers yeah it was uh it was pretty who are these but, sadists this is uh, uh, uh this is alarming it was uh who knows who knows so no we're gonna start off here did we catch up are you oh okay? yeah oh we're caught yeah are we good all right yeah yeah I felt like there was something else I was going to ask you about. Was that gaming corner? Is this game? Is this coming? Is there still more gaming talk, or was that it? No, that that was gaming that was corner. It. That's what I thought. Else. I was making sure that wasn't just a preamble to the no. real gaming corner. <laughs> people would be like, "Kill me!" Are oh, you kidding God. me? Some people love it, but um, I'm waiting for someone to come along and kick my ass, and then speak through my television and say, "Are you Chuck?" Yes, from Movie Crush. I know it's you, Chuck. <laughs> Because my name, you know, I wasn't one of these people that thought of some clever name. Well, not even clever. Most of them are just like, you know, Killmeister 3000 and right. Torture King. And yeah. there are all these disturbing names. You know Killmeister 3K, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a legend. A legend at playing video games. Uh-huh. That's great. All right. So, Noel, uh, this is a question I don't know why I've never asked before. It's very simple. It is, what's your favorite black and white movie? I saw that and I like it because it could be like a classic or it could be like sure. a stylized, a arty kind of black and right. white movie. Yeah. It could be Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Was that that wasn't really fully black and white, was it? No, we had this conversation. It was it was sort of a very desaturated That's sepia right. color. That's right. I'm color. thinking of uh Sin City, which was similar in tone, mm. like in terms of like I, the, the design. I quite enjoyed uh, Sin City, that first one. Oh yeah, it's great. Thought it was good. So uh, we're going to start off with the top post here from Christine Fordham. Not only my favorite black and white movie, but one of my favorite movies overall, starring one of my favorite actors, M, with Peter Lorre, uh, directed by the incomparable Fritz Lang. A creepy, creepy atmospheric goodness. Close runner-up is Freaks. Also creepy and thoughtful. Yeah, I've M- never seen M. I've actually seen M. I'm surprised. I, like, like we've talked about, I... Uh... I haven't seen a ton of of these uh, these these great classics, but it, he whistles. He's like a serial killer kind of. It's sort of a pr- like a really early serial killer movie, and he whistles. That's how you know he's coming. That's creepy. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. 
What does he whistle? Is it a, is it a token song like a? I think it is, and I can't remember what it is. Something like the farmer in the dell, or something like that. But uh, I can't quite recall what the gotcha. tune is. But it's the same yeah. one every time. Uh, moving on to uh, and think of your answer too, Noel. Oh Chris. yeah, I am. Hokanen, Twelve Angry Men. Actors do so much with just facial expressions. Fantastic lessons to teach everyone. Uh, the rare black and white comedy from uh, top fan and old friend Jessica Medina or Medina. She's like, no, it's not or. It's one or the other, dude. Learn it. <laughs> but she goes with uh, Young Frankenstein. Classic. Uh, and I don't, I guess he wasn't directly involved in this, but Carl Reiner. We just lost Carl Reiner. I think he was uh, 97 years old or something like that. Like crazy. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Wonderful. And a, and a contemporary of, uh, and good friend of Mel Brooks. So. That's right. Yeah, of course. I'm glad you remember that, Noel, to shout out. Seems like we lost someone else too recently. Or am I. Thinking of something else. No. I can't tell you what you're thinking about, Chuck. ASMR. That is, you're not, you're not doing ASMR right, Chuck. That is not what ASMR is. Really? It's not a constant off-key tone? No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's meant to be just whispers. It's like, it's like, this is the sound of my voice. Like that. You get the tingles? You get in the tingles? I'm pretending to pretend. Stop it! I'm going to pretend to give you a haircut, Chuck. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's a big one too. It gave me a little tingle. <laughs> Remember um, American History X? I don't think that was all in black and white, but there were like the flashbacks mm. were maybe. But uh, that movie that is once. heavy. Yeah. Did you ever see Green Room? Did we talk about that? I really enjoyed Green Room. I mean, it's a yeah, man. it's a it's slog. Been. It's very like a it's 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 intense. I actually had this conversation with somebody the other night about how American History X. They're both about neo Nazi kind of culture. American History X is much more of like an allegorical kind of like you know. Um, teachable kind of thing where you really like take away like oh this is where this hate comes from whereas green room is more of like a murder kind of like you know escape torture porn kind of thing i didn't find it to be as like you know meaningful uh in terms of like you know understanding the motivations behind the characters they're just kind of like played like movie monsters basically the the yeah it is not heady at all but i thought it was a sort of a pulpy thrill ride type of film totally yeah, I just think you know, in this day and age, if you're going to talk about neo Nazis, I mean, say again, something about say them. something about have something to say, Maybe like have so. some. I don't know, like but that was years ago. But uh, I, that's just looking back on it. I feel it has it's a little thin in that department. Yeah, like if anything, uh, the the band could. Well, then it feels just so contrived if they're like liberal do-gooders who win in the end you know yeah i, I don't i'm not I, I i like what it was i'm just saying it's like you know i'm not saying you got to take a stand or you have to like have some kind of deeper meaning but that movie was really just kind of slasher like a slasher movie with, yeah. with nazis you're such a snob ah i know <laughs> i get it from my mom oh the opera singer well that and, makes sense indeed yeah so uh old friend Kristen Egan says, The Apartment, The Thin Man, Swing Time, and The Purple Rose of Cairo. Mm. Or to choose one. I want to see all of these. You haven't seen any of those, have you? No, definitely not. Stop gaming, Noel. No. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Sophie Cobal says, Double Indemnity. 
Best film noir movie ever. Beautiful movie, dramatic and sultry. Hey now. Sultry, you say? Uh, Maddie Baldwin says, Some like it hot. First black and white movie I ever saw. Amazed me how much it just sucked me in to the point where I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he necessarily means this. Maddie doesn't. But um, I think some people are turned off by black and white films. I don't think a ton of people, but I, I know some people are like, it didn't even bother me or something that it was black and white. I'm like, well, what do you mean bother you? It's great. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's such a, you know, it's obviously a um, difference. You know, you have to shoot differently. Like, you ha- like the, the lighting has to, it's a certain look. Yeah. And it requires a lot more, like, depth and something about it. Like, it has to be done really masterfully to, to look right and not look flat. Um, Casey Pegram would be a good person to talk about, like, the the craft behind shooting in black and white and like what you know what that takes versus shooting in color um but yeah no i i I don't don't think it's a drawback at all i think it can actually like really be a powerful tool as as we know a lot of like modern films make that choice on purpose are you talking about your penis again yep absolutely always i'm so sorry everyone it's fine i apologize i don't know why i'm being so silly you are being so crass today chuck <laughs> well you said powerful tool come on you really uh, teed that i didn't one up. i didn't even know what you were talking about i didn't even catch that i'm like what <laughs> i was talking about the craft of filmmaking and chiaroscuro lighting i know and i'm just crass over here i'm feeling very childish today i love it chuck i love this energy so joe burns one of our old pals says the man who wasn't there one of my favorite Coen Brothers film, and underrated, too. Mm-hmm. I agree, my friend. And I haven't seen that one in a long time, but it'll be coming up on our uh, film series with Ben Harrison soon enough. You haven't seen The Man Who Wasn't There? No, I haven't seen it since it came out. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I, that was a one-timer. It, 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 I don't know. I, 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 never, I don't remember ever seeing that come out in theaters. I was first made aware of it on DVD, which is funny because, I mean, I was very aware of Going brothers, but that one seemed mm-hmm. to have gotten a less wide release, maybe or something. I don't know. Well, there wasn't a video game tie-in, so. And I you am talking about my penis, aware. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and it's wide release. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> my God, what has happened here? Uh, we have turned a corner to this the dark might be side. The last- Last episode, no. Last episode ever. Well, according to our iTunes reviews, the show should have ended a long time ago. So. Oh, really? Are they, are they bad? I'm kidding, Chuck. I, I do a little rabbit hole of iTunes reviews sometimes, and I very cathartically, for my own mental health, post the bad ones that call me out by name on my Instagram uh-huh. story just so people can comment and say nice things. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but there was literally one that was like, Oh, you'll love this one, Chuck. It was for it was not for the show, it's for a ridiculous issue. But someone was like, really enjoyed the show, but lately but. <laughs> it seems like Knowles developed an attitude. <laughs> unsubscribe (laughs) and did you say i haven't developed an attitude fuck you exactly well that's the thing about itunes reviews you can't clap back man you can't clap back you just get clapped on Mm -hmm. oh god bless him well you know what no we have our our listeners here who love us and uh who depend on us each week to be silly and talk about movies and and that's all i care about totally everyone else can get bent absolutely all i care about are these movie crushers oh they're the best and, and dude, my family. It's so crazy how much response you get when you post these things. I'm always blown away by uh, the level of um, thoughtfulness and just charm, and they're lovely, lovely humans. Lovely humans, I agree. 
Uh, we're going to go with Jason. Wow, I didn't know you could just have one name on Facebook. I guess so. Did you know that? Have you ever seen a one-namer? I don't know how you do that. It usually makes you fill in all the fields. Hey, Jason found a workaround. Way to go, he, Jason. He goes with uh, Ed Wood and the third man. Boy, I agree with both of those. Ed Wood is, you know, we talked about that with Alex on the show. The photography in that movie is top notch. So good. Uh, Amanda Caron, one of our old friends, says, Rear Window, to capture so much in so little space. Why do I think that Rear Window was not black and white? Uh, You know, I'm thinking it maybe wasn't either. I've definitely seen it, but it's been a long time. It's not black and white, Noel. It's color. Dang it. But you know what? I'm going to forgive that because it feels like it could have been black and white, Amanda. It does feel that way. In your mind, and maybe your memories are starting black and white, you know? Yeah. And she actually had a couple of folks. Uh, top fan Martin Kidd and Jennifer Lewis also said it's uh, it's in color. And Martin even used the British spelling of color, so you, you know he's right. You don't throw that U in there unless you're pretty sure. I chatted quite extensively last night uh, with a listener from the UK uh, from Nottingham. And it was really cool. Uh, we talked about politics and stuff. And he gave me a great nickname that the Brits use for their prime minister. They call him Bojo. Bojo. <laughs> Bojo the Bozo, probably. Exactly. Like exactly. That. What should we call our president, Noel? Uh, Mr. Mr. President? Fucking, <laughs> fucking idiot. I don't know. Boy, he seems to just be content to take this down in flames. Oh, I, I mean, I, I look, I, I almost am like done even talking about it. It's just, no, I just, no. I'm ready to just move on, see what happens. But also, like, God, what if he doesn't abdicate the throne? <laughs> you know what I mean? What if he loses and then he like won't leave? <laughs> I, I just can't picture him graciously, you know, no, no, conceding no. anything ever. No, that's because <laughs> that's literally impossible. No, um, I think he will either drop out beforehand if the writing's on the wall or he will lose and claim voter fraud and try and get courts involved. I don't know, Noel. Why are we talking politics? We're not. People didn't come here for politics. <laughs> they came here for, cru for, for crushing. All right, let's keep crushing. Schindler's List. This is from Amy. Oh, boy, you know I'm going to love this name. Bragagnini. Mm. Uh, Schindler's List by far. Been reading so many good books about World War II lately. It all breaks my heart. Yeah, Amy, I'm with you there. And it's, it's there's that one little splash of color with yep. the the little girl's dress where you see her in the pile. Or no, no, you see her throughout the movie a couple times, and then you see her in the in the pile at the end. Really creative. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm actually getting shivers just thinking about it. Uh, that that was a very powerful movie. It's so funny. You, you think of Spielberg sometimes as being this like tentpole kind of, you know shock and awe kind of like but he's he's very thoughtful like he's so thoughtful sure. and and great at framing and just like he's he's just everything about him is you know i think he gets not shit on but like just you know unfairly considered like just so mainstream but he really is very creative in his in his uh filmmaking very um adept yeah and beyond that he's uh sure he does his Ready Player Ones, but he also does Amistad and Munich and right. Schindler's List and Color Purple and uh, Lincoln. Like he's he's got a, a 
He's got a hard on for history, Noel, is what I'm saying. Totally. Was Munich pretty good? And I, I didn't see Munich. Dude, Munich's great. Okay. Okay. Totally, totally good. And uh, very, uh, you know, the, the story that it's about is the Munich Olympics. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's about these, well, I won't tell you, but it's very taut, like a taut political thriller. I think I'm going to try to find it uh, this evening. I need a movie yeah. to watch. Chuck, I got to tell you, it's crazy. Your, your Skype is like about a minute behind your audio. It's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention now and I'm seeing you react like maybe 20 seconds. But it's, it's, it's very jarring. Uh, it's kind of great, though. So are you able to follow the conversation? Absolutely. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just funny because I've never so seen is, this happen before. Is, so the audio's in sync, but the video's off? Is that yeah, the saying? video is like, literally like 15 seconds ish behind. So I'll hear you say something and then I'll see you say it. Oh God, stop. You're doing it on purpose now. No, <laughs> I'm just fucking with them now. Everyone. I love it. Making love these it. big, broad expressions. Oh, that's great. Um, All right. Top fan and uh, old friend Harper Smith says Francis. Ha, not an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Francis. Ha was great. Okay. That's another one I need to put on my list. I've always, I really love Baumbach, but I have not, I haven't seen enough of his work. I really loved the squid and the whale. Um, and I saw Greenberg. Didn't he do Greenberg? Yeah. And I saw one other that I quite enjoyed. K- Kicking and Screaming. Was that his first one? Uh-huh. I like that one a lot, too. But I have not seen Francis Ha. And, oh, boy, uh, it's great. People seem to love it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, Andrew Clayton mentions one of my favorite, favorite movies, Jim Jarmusch's Down by Law. Wonderful film. Uh, John Michael says, is it cheating to say clerks? No, it's not. Black and white, everyone. That doesn't mean old. Totally. These, we, we talked about yeah. that from the from the start. Someone also said, is young Frankenstein cheating? Like, no, these aren't cheats. There's no cheating. Black and, and white. There's no cheating in Movie Crush. The only cheater was Rear Window. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, another vote for Down by Law from uh, Bonnie Lybrook. I don't think I've seen you before, Bonnie. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. You'll be an old friend before you know it. Uh, our old pal Lisa Tacheris is 12 Angry Men. Another vote for that. Uh, Philadelphia Story. That's from Michelle Lambing. One of our oldest of friends. I haven't seen that yet. I need to check that out. Oh, Under the Cherry Moon. Remember that, Prince? That's the real bad one, right? It, it's not great, but uh, Tammy Fillmore likes it. And she posted a great gif of uh, Prince looking sexy as hell. He is a sexy man. He certainly was. Was. Ah, gosh. One, might even, one might even say a sexy motherfucker. I, I, I would. He certainly would. He's not referring to himself, though. He's referring to some object of his desire. Mm. Are you talking about your penis again? God damn it, Chuck. <laughs> uh, the Danger of, and Gail Kuntz is The Elephant Man. I've never seen that original uh, film. That so, is a lynch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know why. Another Down by Law vote from John Hurst. Roman Holiday from our old pal Jane Jinnab. Yeah, that's a classic. What a great, great movie. Was that with uh, our boy Jimmy Stewart? Roman Holiday was... Uh... Oh, wait. Now I'm blanking. I want to say Gregory... No, it wasn't Gregory Peck, was it? I know it was... Uh... Is that Audrey the... Hepburn. Is that the one where they go on the holiday in Rome? It is Gregory Peck. Yeah, I was right. Ah, yes. The Peckmeister. Um, it's, it's when they go to Hawaii for, uh, for work. Okay. Got it. Has it has nothing to do with vacation or Rome. Got it. You're kidding me, Chuck. You're kidding me. You're pulling my leg. Uh, let me see here. Jackie Warren just posted a, a gif of Betty Davis from uh, 
What's the the? She didn't even put the movie title. The um, Baby Jane. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? I think that's the name of it. Mm. That's a creepy ass movie. Oh, I I always thought just from the name that it sounded like real charming and cute. Is, is it? Oh God, no, no, Baby Jane, man. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? It is a very disturbing movie, psychological horror film. Uh, with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Plot concerns an aging former actress who holds her paraplegic ex-movie star sister captive in an old Hollywood mansion. Does that sound like a romp, Noel? It doesn't, and it looks to there's some kind of Betty creepy doll. There's a creepy, creepy doll. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This looks like some Grey Gardens shit, man. This is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. I'm, I've seen a bunch of clips over the years from various retrospectives. But, uh, and, and I know Betty Davis just, just destroys it in this movie as a top notch psychopath. And this is her kind of like later in life a little bit. She looks like a little more, uh, she's been a, around the block a, a, at this aged. Point. Yeah. yeah. But they, they may have aged her up a bit. I too, can but. see that too, but it's, uh, it looks, Oh my God. She's really just leaning into this like weird Hollywood kind of former ingenue kind of uh, bitter, old lady kind of situation. I got to see this. I am fascinated by this. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile... The ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, here's a great one from Jeff Clark, The Last Picture Show, uh, from the great, great Peter Bogdanovich. What a film. So good. Uh, and then let's finish up here with a couple more. Uh, a new film, and all that you just watched again, The Lighthouse. That's from Wesley Hall. Dude, it's so good. Stunning photography. It's unreal. And we talked about this. Actually, we we did a we did a uh, roundtable with uh, with Casey. Yeah, I think and, so. And mm-hmm. um, we were talking about how they use these vintage lenses, um, and it has that yeah. square aspect ratio. You know, because they wanted to like lean. The director Robert Eggers wanted to lean into that claustrophobic kind of feel, uh, which oh boy. totally works. It's totally fantastic. Works. Yeah, I want to see that again. I don't think I'll be able to get Emily on board. No, I don't think I will be able to. It's really funny, though, Chuck. I mean, it's just, if she's into acting, why why wouldn't she be into it? It's not really a horror, exactly. It's more of a... No, but the just, it's just movies that cause, induce a lot of anxiety, she's just not down with. I I can understand that. Especially now. Uh, All right, Noel, we're going to finish up with a little stream of this. I've been watching, you know, we, we finished finally, I don't think I'll let you know, we finished Ozark. And um, Jesus, took what, our t- what an ending! Took our time with it. Yeah, what an ending. I, it's no. an ending I actually saw coming. Uh, that very last bit, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't want to spoil this for anybody. Please check yeah. out the show. It's so good. It, it, it took but me I, a while I to get to. I kind of called that it. one. Mm-hmm. And then we started. Uh, we needed something lighter. Well, I tell you what, we did. We started Dead to Me season two, which we like, mm-hmm. but um, it was a little. A little stressful, and Emily was just like, you know what, I, I think I really need, because we had such a good time with our Red Oaks relaxation, she's like, I need to go back to something funny, and so we started What We Do in the Shadows. Mm, very funny. Cute. Great. Great, great, great Yeah, show. I watched a couple episodes of it a while back, and need to get back into it. Is that on, it's on FX or something, isn't it? Or It is FX. Where are you streaming and, it? Uh, uh, I'm streaming it on Hulu. Okay, great. And I'm gonna plug. Uh, I'm gonna plug Hodgman. He uh, he's got a new show coming out. I'm looking for the name. Uh, hold on, and I'll say something interesting. Um, I have been rewatching Key and Peel, and okay. it may I didn't really realize this at the time, um, but after you know, obviously. Jordan Peele's fantastic uh, horror, I guess, work. I mean, it is horror. It's satire. It's got comedy, but it's straight up, you know, 
intense horror. You can see the seeds of that in a lot of early Key and Peele sketches. There's a lot of like, you know, anxiety and kind of like, you know, um, macabre kind of characters and stuff. And like, uh, he's, you can really kind of, I, I wonder what that production was like. Like if he was really hands on with leading that or like, you know, the way that he wanted to frame things up or the style they were going for. I mean, I'm sure he, you know, yeah. he wasn't credited as a director, but I got to think that like, you, it's all so intentional. I mean, honestly, Key and Peele, I think, is probably the highest production value sketch comedy show uh, yeah. ever of all time. Like, each, I could see, yeah. yeah. No, their, their stuff was great. Because you're right, not only was it just all funny, I mean, that show was so funny. Um, and their character work was so fucking creative and great. But yeah, it looked awesome. And it doesn't often. Yeah. In the world of sketch. Super, super cinematic. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, so Hodgman and David Reese, uh, one of my old pals too, David did the TV show Going Deep with David Reese and um, met him through John. He's uh, He wrote a book about pencil sharpening. Uh, David's just a great guy, very funny uh, and, and a, a good dude. So they have a show that they did, an animated show called Dick Town. All right. And it is... Uh, the premise is it is an aging boy detective and his aging bully partner. So think Encyclopedia Brown grows up and his he's still solving crimes in his town and his partner in crime now or partner in solving these crimes would be the Bugs Meanie character all grown up. His former bully is now his like assistant and partner. Got it. And I think Hodgman voices the character and I, I believe David might as well. And it is premiering July 9th on FX, FXX's Cake. And I think Cake is like a, 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 a compilation of, of, of animated things, and it's premiering on Cake. It's like a animation compilation, if I'm not mistaken. God, that was a, all of the things you just said was a mouthful. <laughs> FXX's Cake, an animation compilation, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yes, that's the deal. So check out Dicktown on FF, FXX starting July 9th. I keep wanting to say FFX. It's hard, yeah. It's really not. I'm just a dummy. No, no. Don't don't beat yourself up, Chuck. I think it might have those guys on uh, to help promote their show and do a little, maybe do a mini crush type of thing with them at some point. Good dudes. Support John Hodgman and David Reese, everybody. I love his voice work. He was uh, he played the dad in Coraline, which uh, I, right. I really love that movie, and he does a good job of this kind of kind of goofy, deadpan kind of dad voice. And he's great in everything he does. So he, he's just uh, I like that he gets to kind of be himself. He talks about this too. Where he doesn't like exactly have to put on a voice or do a character. He just kind of it's me, right. John Hodgman, and that voice just works because it's so That's you right. know singular. All right, Noel, I got nothing else for this week. Are you good? I'm good, man. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, say good night, Noel. Good night, Noel. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.